Well, if you haven't noticed yet, I am no Apostle Paul. I think I proved that to you early on in my 18-year stay here. But as I thought about this moment together here today, I kept coming back to Paul's letter to his church in Philippi. That letter is the most encouraging, the most positive, the most joy-filled of all of his letters because Paul had a wonderful relationship with the Philippian church. Right? They, they brought him much joy. They brought him little pain. Yes, they had the areas of growth, their areas to be taught and challenged, but overall, they were a healthy, strong church that Paul loved to be with. And they were also his main supporting church. When Paul went on his second missionary journey, the Philippian church was the only church that supported him as he went. And now that he, at the end of his life, is in Rome under house arrest, they again are supporting him, giving him what he needs to get through. They're partners in ministry who love each other dearly. I feel like Paul writing to the Philippians this morning. Because Ivan Rest, boy, it was easier to preach this Friday night at 10 o'clock when nobody was here. <laughs> <sighs> Ivan Rest has brought much joy to me and my family over the 18 years. You have, we together have learned some hard lessons together, right? We've had some painful moments together, but for me at least, those, those sorrows, those painful moments are far outweighed by the joy and the happiness and the, that we've shared together. And now, Having heard God call Stacy and I to serve in Madrid, Spain, you have also chosen to be our supporting and calling church. So I feel like you are following in the Philippians' footsteps, and I'm doing my best to follow in Paul's footsteps. That's why when I read Paul's prayer for the Philippians, it resonated so strongly with my prayer for you, Ivan Rest Church, here our last morning together. So take out your Bibles. Feel free to go back to the side or the back if you forgot to grab a Bible. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 1, page 950 in the Bibles you have in front of you. Philippians chapter 1. I'm going to borrow Paul's prayer to the Philippians this morning and use it for our prayer for us as we celebrate 18 years together, as we then step into that land between that we talked about last week. And then as we begin to leave here in order to get there, to the there that God has planned for us. So we're going to read this passage in two different sections this morning, so you want to keep your Bibles open as we go forward. Start with me, verses 3 through 8 of Philippians chapter 1. This is what Paul says to this church. He says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart. And whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. In these five verses, Paul takes the opportunity to share his feelings for the Philippians. They're feelings that... that I share this morning, the feelings I have for you. The first thing he, he notices is, like, like Paul, I'm feeling an immense amount of thankfulness here 
this morning. Verse 3, I thank my God every time I remember you. God has blessed me so richly through you. I have so much thanks to give to you this morning. Thank you for taking a chance 18 years ago on a young 31-year-old pastor who had never led a church on his own before. You took a chance, and we've had our growing pains together over 18 years. I haven't come close to doing everything right. And for the mistakes I made, for the things I did that I shouldn't have done, for the things that I didn't do when I should have done them, I'm sorry, and I ask for your forgiveness for those. Thank you for your graciousness, for your patience with me over the years as we grew together. Many of you sitting here this morning are the ones who showed me and taught me how to lead well. Right? You, you pulled me aside in a hallway, or you came to my office, or you met me for coffee, or for lunch, or for breakfast, and you taught me, and you mentored me, you encouraged me, some of you even firmly corrected me, thank you even for that. Thank you for teaching me how to be a pastor. Thank you for the honor of sharing life together at some of its most profound moments. You let me be one of the first to hold your newborn baby in the hospital and pray a blessing over him or her. Some of those newborn babies are 18 years old now. You, you let me stand up front in the sanctuary there with you and to share your joy on your wedding day. Or to stand up front in that sanctuary and share your tears as we said goodbye to somebody you loved, a spouse, a child, a friend. We prayed together in the hospital rooms, and then we celebrated when those prayers were answered, or we mourned together when those prayers were answered differently than what we had prayed for. You trusted me enough to sit down together and to talk about the mysteries of God, the challenges of faith, the challenges of marriage, the challenges of raising your kids, to talk about our doubts, our fears, our questions of faith. You know, before, before my dad passed away, he took me out to lunch. I think my brother Jeff was there too, and, and all three of us are pastors, and I'll never forget something he told me as a young pastor. He, he looked at Jeff and I, and he, and he said, we have the best job in the world because we have the privilege of stepping into people's lives at the most profound moments. They let us just step in. We get to join them at, the, at their deepest struggles, at their greatest joys. They just open the door and let us in. What a privilege that is. What an honor. You've given me that privilege. You've given me that honor. Thank you. Thank you for being home for my family for 18 years. My kids both grew up here, going to the Gems father-daughter nights, Cadet Pinewood Derby rolling right down the center aisle here. Right? Camp Ivanrest, youth group, profession of faith, even a wedding. If I'd have known that I was hiring my future son-in-law, <laughs> the interview questions would have been very, very different. <laughs> Thank you for giving my family space to be themselves, 
freedom to find their own place in the family of God. You've loved us and cared for us as individuals and as a family, and I'm grateful. And I'm overwhelmed with gratitude when I think back on 18 years of joyful successes and painful challenges that we journeyed together. I will note that 18 years ago, I came here without a gray hair on my head. (laughs) And now I've got this. And I'll give you credit for some of these. But it was worth each one to be able to share life with all of you. Like Paul, I thank God every time I remember you. I'm filled this morning with thankfulness. I'm also filled this morning with confidence. Just like Paul. Right? Verse 6. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work will carry it on to completion. Now, I need to confess this morning that I haven't always felt confidence over these last few months. I revealed to you last week, if you were here, that that as I've processed my departure from Ivan Rest Church, I've had my meltdowns already, more than one. I've turned to Stacy and I've said, Stacy, please tell me that I didn't just make the biggest mistake of my life. I'm glad she agreed, and I didn't. I'd be lying if I stood up here this morning and told you that I've had zero questions, zero doubts, that I don't have any anxiety for the future. That's uncertain, unknown. Of course I do. But there are two specific things that come to mind that I have complete confidence in. First, I am still confident that Stacy and I did not hear God wrong in the call that he's given us. Even in the middle of my doubts and my fears that I've wrestled through, even in the middle of my sadness of leaving Ivanrest, I have found confidence in God's call to serve him in Madrid. And I'm grateful for all of you who, who helped me discern that, who helped pray that through with me. My confidence in God's call has given me the foundation where I can stand when my doubts and my fears have threatened over the last months to topple me over. I'm confident of that call. Secondly, I'm confident that God has great things in store right here for Ivan Rest Church. I am convinced that Ivan Rest is going to be just fine through this transition. In fact, I'm convinced more than that that Ivan Rest is going to thrive. I truly have confidence in that because I look around at Ivan Rest and I see strong and capable and humble leadership that that balances so well the, the wisdom of both the older and the younger. And I look around and I see a staff that is gifted and is passionate and is dedicated to pursuing the kingdom of God. I am sad to be leaving such a high-quality staff that works well together and that sure knows how to have a good time together as well. I look around and I see a spectacular facility that's only getting better. God has blessed us so richly with this West Wing, and now he's blessing us with a, with a refresh project that's almost done. And I know that you as a church community will continue to use this building well for God's kingdom and for his glory to open up opportunities to serve. I see a community at Ivanrest that, that allows all generations to be represented and valued. There is room for for the old and the young here, and that's beautiful. I see a church family that is servant-hearted and generous, 
that dares to look beyond the walls of this building and to discover how we can reach out into the community and the world around us that will take a stand to care for the hurting, to protect the vulnerable, to stand for justice, and to do all those things in Jesus' name. I look around, and I can say that there is not another Christian Reformed church that I'd rather serve right now than Ivaness Church. Not one. And those truths are why I am confident that even though, yes, today this is an end, it is also a wonderful new beginning. Like we talked about last week, I am absolutely confident that God is having us leave here where we're safe and comfortable. He's having us leave here because he has a spectacular there in mind for us. I don't know what that looks like yet. You don't know what that looks like, but I know it's there. I am confident that he who began this good work will carry it on to completion. And thirdly, along with Paul, I am feeling an immense amount of love this morning. Paul declares in the middle of of verse 7. Remember, he's far away from them. He's hundreds of miles away from them. And he says in verse 7, I have you in my heart. And in verse 8, God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. I love Ivermest Church. You know, for, for many pastors, one church throughout their ministry kind of remains their home church. For my dad, I think that was Calvin Church in Muskegon. Right? He loved every church he served, but that church had kind of a special place for him. I'm guessing that Ivanrest Church will be that home church for me that holds a special place. Because I love this church and I love this community and I love these people. That's why I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful that, that you agreed to be my calling church for my ministry with Resonate in Madrid. Yes, our relationship is changing dramatically, right? As of August 1, middle of next week, I will be your former pastor instead of your pastor. But I'm so grateful that we get to continue to partner in a new way, that our relationship doesn't have to end, right? For 18 years, we did ministry together as your pastor. Now we get to do ministry together as your missionary. So know that I will always be praying for you from a distance. And I'll probably be watching live stream at 4.30 in the afternoon in Madrid. Because I love this church. I only want what's best for you and for us. So this morning I share Paul's feelings. His feelings of thankfulness, his feelings of confidence, his feelings of love. And I also share his prayer. Paul goes on in verses 9 through 11 to tell the Philippian church what his prayer is for them. Listen to this. And this is my prayer. That your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. So that you may be able to discern what is best. And may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. To the glory and praise of God. What Paul prays for the Philippian church, I pray for you. 
And I pray, first of all, that you will love like Jesus, that your love may abound more and more. And I hope that when people talk about Ivan Rest Church, they can't help but talk about what a loving community we are. I hope that when your family members or your classmates or your coworkers or your employees or your employers or your neighbors talk about you, when they see you living your life, they can't help but notice how you are loving like Jesus. Right? We've noted it often in our 18 years together. It's worth noting one more time. When Jesus was asked to summarize all the commands of God, right? When, when, when he boils down what God wants for you and for me down to the very core, remember what it is? It's love. He says, at the core and heart of who you're called to be, you are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Love like Jesus, because that's how Jesus lived. And then his amazing love for God and his amazing love for you and for me, for his neighbors, he held back nothing. He went all the way to the cross for you and for me. We need to love like that. And in our world today, where people so often lead with judgment, in our world today where people so often lead with with anger and outrage or insult, In our world today, where so often people lead with self-centeredness or greed, God says to us, Ivan Rest Church, you need to lead with love. Lead with love. That's what it means to love like Jesus. And I pray that you will do just that. I pray that you will look like Jesus. That you might, as Paul writes, Grow in the knowledge and the depth of insight so that you might be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Pure and blameless. That's the standard that God has for you and for me. Live pure and blameless. That's a pretty high standard. That's that's what God wants for us. And so my prayer is that you will never become complacent in your relationship with God. You'll never say, ah, good enough. Keep reading your word. Keep listening to God in prayer. Keep receiving God's grace and forgiveness for you. Keep following the convicting of the Holy Spirit. Keep looking more and more like Jesus, pure and blameless. Because when you stop growing... That's when you start dying. When you stop wanting more of God, that's when you start wanting less of him. When you start looking more and more like the world around us, that's when you stop looking more and more like Jesus. I pray that you will truly desire to look like Jesus, pure and blameless. And I pray then that you will dare to put that desire into action. That you will live like Jesus. That in obedience, you will live into God's preferred future for you as a church, for you as an individual. That you will be, as Paul writes, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. 
that you would bear his fruit. We talked about that last June, if you were here. We had a whole series on bearing fruit. When, when we're healthy in our relationship with God, when our spiritual life is healthy and strong, it will show. We will bear kingdom fruit. There will be evidence that comes out of our lives because we will be living like Jesus. I pray that each one of us will be bearing kingdom fruit. And that's my prayer because I know from personal experience that it's a lot easier to sit here and say that we will live like Jesus than to actually go out and do it. Because living like Jesus means living counterculturally. Living like Jesus means living sacrificially. Living like Jesus means living to serve others, not be served by others. Living like Jesus means living full of humility and grace. Living like Jesus means living for God's kingdom purposes, not our own kingdom purposes. And it's my prayer that we will live that way too, that you and I will live like Jesus. You know, for 18 years, you have given me the privilege of being your pastor. And throughout those 18 years, I've been gently challenging all of us to live like Jesus, to have the courage to do the hard things that God asks us to do, to have the courage to go when God says go, and to have the courage to go where God says go, to dare to step out in faith and to see what God will do both in us and through us. And then this invitation to Mountain View International Church landed in my inbox. A hard thing that would demand a huge step of faith. It would be so much easier for me to stay here at Ivan Rest. So much easier. I know how to do ministry in West Michigan. I don't know how to do ministry in Spain. I get a paycheck here. I had to raise funds to be able to do ministry there. Something I told God I'd never do. Watch out when you tell God you're never going to do something. He'll make you do just that. I know and love hundreds of people here. I hardly know anybody over there. My family's here. Leaving here would put an ocean between me and my children. I have a home here that I love. And to go would mean selling that home and almost all my possessions. Shoot, I speak English. I'm moving to Spain. <laughs> the comfortable thing for me and Stacy would be to stay right here. Then back in March, during that time when I asked you to pray along with me and to discern God's leading along with me, and again, thank you to all of you who, who did that, Back in March, I was in worship, standing in worship with all of you, and I was sitting right about, right about there in the sanctuary. And, and we were singing a song, and we came to a bridge in a song, and find, suddenly I found that I couldn't sing. And I stood there silently while all of you standing behind me, because none of you like to sit in the front, while all of you standing behind me sang to me. And you sang... So let my deeds outrun my words. 
Let my life outweigh my song. Let my deeds outrun my words. Let my life outweigh my song. And through you, I heard God saying to me, I sensed him saying to me, Tony, for 18 years, you've challenged people to do hard things for me. Here's your hard thing. Here's your hard thing. It's your turn to practice what you've been preaching. Practice what you're preaching. Go let your deeds outrun your words. So here we go. Together, by faith, we let our deeds outrun our words. We leave here so that we can go there because God has there in store for us. We move from the comfortable and the known to the uncomfortable and the unknown. And in faith, we step into that uncertain future. We've talked an awful lot about trusting God. Now we trust him. We talked an awful lot about daring to do hard things for God. Now we get to do them. And as we start, as we start, I pray that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. We're going to pray together, and I'd like you to start this prayer with me. With the words on the screen, would you pray with me? So let my deeds outrun my words. Let my life outweigh my song. Do it again. So let my deeds outrun my words. Let my life outweigh my song. Sing it to me one more time. So let Unbroken praise be yours. Father God, that's our simple and profound prayer for this day, for this morning, for this ending and this beginning, that you would let our deeds outrun our words and you would let our lives outweigh our song and that unbroken praise would be yours. Amen.